Hello and welcome to episode four of the Beauty Business Podcast, the show that connects you to the people, tools, tips and advice to help you get your beauty business off the ground and if you already have your own beauty business, to make it a success and take it to the next level and beyond. Way too many passionate, independent health and beauty businesses fail. The stats seem a bit scary. More than 9 out of 10 fail within 3 years. Many of them never have a real chance of success. But why is this, you ask? Well, because the creative, passionate, hard-working individuals, the ones that make the best therapists, stylists, nail technicians, massage therapists, barbers, physios, you name it, the folks who really care about their clients, their level of service and what they do every single day. These are the least likely guys and gals to really get the ins and outs of all those building blocks that make up the businessy side of running a health and beauty business these days. And to succeed in today's competitive market, those business skills are just as essential as being able to perform an amazing treatment, haircut, massage or manicure. My name is Adam Chatterley. I'm your host here on the Beauty Business Podcast, and every couple of weeks I'll be releasing a new episode which will be packed with information covering the topics that beauty business owners are struggling with right now. And I'm not on my own here either. I'll be inviting guests onto the show who are experts in their particular field to give you their tips and advice about a particular topic, question or struggle facing health and beauty business owners today. It's the continuation of launch week here on the Beauty Business Podcast and my aim is to cover three of the most talked about issues facing pretty much all independent businesses these days in this three-part launch series. And today we're talking about retail products. In particular, how to sell more, much more, in a way that doesn't make you feel pushy and your client doesn't feel like they are listening to a sales pitch. Today's guest is well known in the health and beauty industry and you would have struggled to have been to an event or read an industry magazine in the last couple of years without seeing his name or picture somewhere. After being the self-confessed worst salesperson ever to work in the health and leisure area of the Steiner Cruise Liner world, he has now gone on to have personally sold well over $1.2 million worth of retail products himself, and now he teaches others how to do the same. His name is Pete Scott. And when I asked other people in the industry who I should invite onto the show to talk about retail, everyone, and I mean everyone, said I should get Pete on. So I did. Now, Pete has some very clear views on selling retail products, how it should be done, and just exactly why people buy. I anticipate this episode is likely to get quite a lot of comments and possibly even be a little controversial. But there is no doubt about it. Pete has proven that what he teaches works. Oh, and make sure you listen all the way to the end of this episode, as there is both a world-exclusive announcement and also details of an amazing giveaway offer that I have put together to celebrate the launch of this very podcast. It's worth around $700, around £450, but its value to you could be priceless. All of the details coming up towards the end of this episode. So, let's waste no more time, let's dive right in. So, hi everyone. Um, today, as part of the initial launch series of the Beauty Business Podcast, I am very pleased to welcome an amazing guest to the show. Um, you may have heard of him. His name is Pete Scott. So, welcome, Pete. Thank you, Adam. 
It's a pleasure to be here, by the way. Fantastic. Thank you. Now, now many of you out there will have heard of Pete already, as he is he's pretty much everywhere. Um, I think, Pete, you said when we were talking the other day that you spend seven, eight months out, uh, out of the year out of the country. I do actually, yeah. The majority of my clients now, Adam, are um, uh, more so Middle East, um, right. out towards New York. Um, so yeah, I'm doing a lot of travelling, especially throughout 2015. It was uh, a very busy year. So um, pleased that obviously people around the world are um, are interested in obviously in learning and um, and getting the best out of their business. Excellent. I think you said throughout 2015. Every day you are either speaking at an event, training with clients, or both, which is absolutely incredible. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I, I think I actually um, had three months, it was like 90 days, in which I was delivering a training, a seminar, or traveling on every single day. Um, and uh, so obviously I, I took a few days off after that. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Now... For those of you out there who haven't heard of Pete, and, and I'm sure there must be at least one or two people, um, Pete, I wonder if you wouldn't mind just giving us a bit of background into you and your story so so we can all get to know you a little bit better. Of course, 100%, Adam. So um, my background, it's, well, at the moment, so I'll start, I'll start with now. Uh, so I work as a, a retail sales consultant um, within the spa and beauty industry um, and also salons as well. Um, and uh, so my business effectively is helping companies become more profitable, um, but I work right down to the therapist level um, and, and sharing skills that really work and that are for today, um, of course, because how the client buys in today's market is completely different to even a, a few years ago. Um, however, I didn't start doing this. You know, we all start somewhere, and um, I actually started many, many years ago. I was never a therapist. I was started as a nutritionist, and a personal trainer, but I went to work on cruise ships, and um, and at the beginning, this is now goodness, uh, showing my age, <laughs> what, 16, uh, 15 years ago, I believe, and I was the worst of the worst. Um, my my, I never hit my targets. Um, I didn't have the right mindset to achieve anything. Um, so I was, just, I started off really, really bad, <laughs> and it was actually that pain that brought me um, to a point in which I thought I can either, you know, just, excuse the pun, sink, um, <laughs> I can, I, you know, or be sent home actually was the case because I was just doing that badly week in, week out. Right. Or I can look at how do I turn this around? And there were people that were succeeding. Um, there were people who were able to, um, uh, you know, not just hit their targets, but double, triple their targets. And I thought, well, what if I go and ask them? And that's really how it all started. Amazing. Wonderful. Now, um, you sort of you've, you've hinted at it there, but uh, I just wanted to say I've, I've asked Pete on the show today to talk about a subject that I know a lot of beauty businesses and salon owners have struggles with, even those that have been in business for years and worked in many, many places. And, and that is the subject of selling retail products. Now, in preparation for our conversation today, I reached out to a selection of readers from my main website, salonbusinesssecrets.com, as well as a number of salon and beauty owner forums online. So I could get a real kind of you know, kind of cross-section of, of people's questions. And I asked people to let me know their main struggles with retailing and that I would be putting these questions to an industry expert. Um, but it would appear that the way I phrased this question led people to believe that I was going to be speaking to someone from one of the big product line companies, which was entirely my mistake. But sort of ended up in a bit of a happy accident because it elicited some really interesting questions and indeed some some very lengthy complaints and and moans and and, and rants even about the behaviors of some of the brands which affect salon owners and their effectiveness to retail so like i say it was one of those happy accidents that meant i probably got more to the 
kind of real core of people's feelings and struggles than if I'd just asked a straightforward question like, ask me your questions about how to sell more retail products. Um, so Pete, this isn't going to be kind of a typical Q&A session. I do, I've kind of phrased some of the points into questions to kind of help us focus and answer them. Um, but uh, but it's I hope we'll really get to the heart of of the real core of the issue of of what people are having with selling retail in the beauty business world today. So just for everyone out there, I know Pete's got some some pretty strong feelings on this, but he has some fantastic insights into this particular subject. So Pete, it's okay with you. Shall we should we get into it? Yeah, let's go for it. Cool. So the first big struggle that came through loud and clear in the responses I received was around the area of other products being available at lower prices. Now, this broke down into kind of two very clear, distinct areas. So I'll, I'll go through the two areas and then we'll kind of have a bit of a chat and, and, and get your thoughts on them. So, sure. so the first area was, and I phrased this into a question, it was how can we combat the TV adverts for more mainstream products where they quote real world survey results claiming the products to be as good, if not better than those available in a salon? but available for a much lower price and in all good boots and super drug stores and supermarkets and, and everywhere like that. Now, the questioner didn't mention any specific brands, but just, just that question immediately brings to my mind brands, I guess, like Olay and Pantene, who are always quoting these kind of survey results. So that was that was kind of the first part of that question. Mm. Well, I think, I think, Adam, to really start us off here is um, the, the quickest solution here is don't try and combat the TV ads in the first place. Okay. Uh, they will always be there. They are not going away in any at any point soon, um, and um, it's much more empowering um, as opposed to looking at the TV ads and oh my goodness, what's happening with them? They're obviously um, you know having a negative effect on my business. Um, the main thing it all comes back to saying, hold on a second, what are we really selling here? Um, and throughout this interview, really, what I want to emphasise is that um, you are so much more than your product range. You are so much more than the individual products that you sell. Um, so your therapists, your stylists, nail technicians, um, the wellness professionals that work in your business, um, they are, that. That's what, that's what people truly buy. And it's not just buying passion, it's actually buying problem solving. People yeah. want a problem solved. They don't just want to buy um, a skincare product. If they do, you know what, then maybe they'll, they'll go to you know, one of, they'll buy from one of these TV ads or, you know, pop down to um, their local supermarket. Um, but of course, you know, as you know, you've got your training, you've been studying for, say, two, three years, um, you're learning every day or should be learning every day. And therefore, you're placing yourself as an expert in skincare or an expert in nails or um, someone who can truly help somebody to feel better um, and have more energy. And this really needs to be the focus. Um, and if this is the core focus, we then don't need to worry about the the TV ads so much, if that makes sense. Yeah. No. Okay. And then and then sort of the second part of that, because obviously there's the TV ads with the differentiators being that it's it's these cheaper products. But sure. another issue that people had was around the same same thing of wholesale stores and websites selling identical products, so the the actual product lines that they sell in in the salons at lower prices because they're able to do this online. Sure. Um, and that was that, that was again probably the biggest kind of complaint and, and response that I got. So so I guess that's kind of the same the same sort of answer to that one really. Um, Isn't that some good news though? <laughs> well, yeah, it sounds opposite to maybe what people want to hear. Um, but I think I think it's great that um, that um, the internet is out there, um, that people are able to learn more about the the product ranges available to them. Um, but it still comes back to that um, when somebody walks into your spiral salon, um, that they are in you know your trusted care. People buy 
um, for, for a couple of reasons, by the way. Um, and, and number one is, is when they truly understand um, and that they understand, oh my goodness, actually, I do want better skin or I do want better wellness. Um, and then number two is when they feel inspired. But in order to be inspired, they've got to be around an inspirational person. Right, I think right. one of the challenges that I see within the, the spa beauty industry um, and the salon industry is that, um, and I, I see this with a lot of clients I've worked with over the last couple of years especially, um, is that again we're we're putting products out there and going well we've got them on the shelves um, they're the top product right the top product line or um, they're the most value for money why are they not selling mm-hmm. and then we try and drive offers so therefore we're putting you know the product as the main thing we're selling but the product is purely a vehicle to that person having better skin or that person um, having greater wellness brilliant yeah, yeah. and. and- I'm going to read a quote out from one of the responses I got here because I think I think you've kind of hinted at it there, but I think just this response really gets to the to the core of the problem. And it's funny; it's not the response itself; it's the words that they use. How it's written, yeah. So I'll I'll just read it out. It's uh, and I've kind of para- paraphrased slightly. Um, people are just not interested in buying any of retail any of the retail products. There are only so long I can feel I can bang on about this product being perfect for X problem with their hair, stroke, skin, etc. to no avail. It's not even my approach to the sale that's the problem as far as I can see either. I listen to what their needs are and then I suggest a cure for my retail line rather than the hard sell approach, although I have tried that as well. They just don't seem as interested in doing the best for their hair, stroke, skin as I do. Now, I just I, I find that the the language there, the, the phrase is like only so long I can bang on about a product and I listen to their needs and suggest a product from my retail line just smacks of a, a really old school method of selling to me rather than a, a much more modern approach. Uh, and I'm not an expert in this, but I understand it to be sort of, you know, asking the questions, digging really deep, understanding that problem. And, and as you've already kind of said, selling the solution rather than here's a product from my product line. Absolutely. Uh, things have changed so drastically in the last decade and with, you know, um, with, with having the internet and being able to ask, ask any question about your skin and getting two million answers on your phone. We couldn't even do this five, <laughs> six years ago. So, you know, people, you know, I, I, you know, I, I always say in sales, you need to agree your way to a yes. However, on this occasion, um, I will have to say, kind of disagree and say, look, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about banging on about the products at all. It's about helping that person and doing everything in your power to educate, to inform. When people learn something new about their skin, not about the products, by the way. Uh, and, and this is the old, the old school way of selling is that, oh, you've got a problem. I've got a product for that. And that worked, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's true. Over 90% of the industry are still selling in this or trying to sell in this old school way. There's a lot of people that can sell very well in this industry, but they can't close. (laughs) There's a difference between selling and closing. Um, You know, presenting your product um, and trying to sell that way is just like saying, you know, do you like it? Yes or no. If the person says, well, that's okay, but yeah, it doesn't really solve my problem, um, then they're not going to buy. Right. Um, So we need to get, as you've said, Adam, you've hinted on this yourself as well. We need to get to the root of the issue with people. Why are they there in the first place? You know, um, and um, and working with that, working from their um, their perception more so than anything else. Okay, so I'm I'm going to ask a question now. I know this this is an enormous topic, uh, and and we could we could probably go on about this for days. But are there any kind of takeaway kind of tips or things that people can start doing kind of straight away changing the way that they approach this problem um that they can kind of start to employ at the beginning of 2016 and and make a difference to how they sell yeah 
stop selling the solution. Okay. <laughs> stop selling the product. Okay. So what I mean by that is you you will sell the solution, um, or you well actually you you'll sell the idea here is to start selling the problem, and um, how you do that is by being more inquisitive, understanding, asking more questions, getting to know that client, um, you know, on a better level. Uh, for example, when somebody goes in for a massage and you say, well, what book, what made you book in today? And they say, well, I'm here to relax. Rather than just saying, oh, they're here to relax. That's all they want to do. Actually ask them, you know, well, okay, great. So I'll, I'll make sure you feel incredibly relaxed today. Do you mind if I ask why it's so important that you feel relaxed today? Right, right. And then the person goes, oh, well, because oh, I guess I feel quite stressed out. You see, now you're getting to the root cause. People buy when there's a reason to buy, not just because it's a great product. Okay, so it's about asking asking more questions, asking the whys, not just what's wrong with your skin. Here's a product that can fix that. Absolutely. Um, and to, to really give another takeaway here as well, Adam, um, there's there's really kind of three levels, well, four overall, and, and that is um, what we call pre-problem aware. Okay, so that means that that person doesn't even know that they, they have a problem. Um, so... Um, I had a facial um, a few months ago. I didn't. I wasn't aware that I had dry skin. <laughs> you know, I just went in for a facial because I had a facial booked, and um, it's actually the therapist who pointed out to me, um, "Oh, have you noticed you've got dry skin?" So I went from pre-problem um, aware to the next level, what we call problem aware. Okay. Now I'm aware that I actually have this issue. Okay, um, or this concern, as we say. Um, only once I fully understand the problem. Then I move on to the next stage, which we call solution aware. Now, solution aware is that, well, what do I need to do to improve my skin, okay, or my body, or whatever the issue is? And at this stage, this is really, really vital. We do not jump straight to a product because then it's very salesy and it's using a technique where we're pointing out that the client has an issue, so they're a problem aware, um, but then jumping straight to a solution, it's too quick. What we right. do is we say, actually, you know, what you need to do, and this therapist did it very well. Um, she actually said to me that, okay, what you need to do is, number one, start drinking more water. Now, that's the obvious, of course. Mm -hmm. but then she recommended a couple of different foods I should be eating. Now, she's not a nutritionist, and she said that. But she started helping me, right. um, giving me tips I could use in my life, whether I was going to buy from her or not. Right. So I'm sitting there learning from her, and I'm, I'm finding out solutions to my problem um, that I wasn't even aware of that I had just 10 minutes earlier. Okay. Uh, and I didn't even feel that I had to buy anything at this stage. But there's a very powerful um, law of persuasion. It's called the law of reciprocation. Now, this means, Adam, so for example, if I buy you a coffee um, at Starbucks, mm -hmm. inevitably, next time we go to Starbucks, you're probably not going to let me buy the next coffee. <laughs> sure. You will actually feel that you owe me a coffee. Okay. And... This law is absolutely huge, um, especially in today's marketplace. And I'll go into that in a little bit more depth in a moment. Um, but overall, um, if we can give knowledge um, that is just a you know just for a giving sake, as this therapist did with me, um, she was telling me about telling me about foods I should eat. She was telling me tips that I could do, even if I didn't buy anything from her. She didn't actually mention any of the products at this stage. So I'm sitting there and I'm learning from her. So. She's giving me knowledge and she's giving me things I can do no matter what. Um, that then moved me on to the final stage, which is what we call product aware. And she simply said, do you know what? Um, if you really, it seems like you're really serious about this, you know, um, you're taking on board my tips. 
And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And she went, in that case then, why don't I set you up on a home care program that can help you get to the results that you want with your skin? Did I even hesitate to buy? Of course not. I just said, yeah. And literally, she didn't even need to show me the products. Um, <laughs> she just put together a program for me and said, this is what you need. It's 280 quid. Will that be okay? I'm like, yeah, no problem at all. Because she was selling the solution. She sold the solution and wow. she gave. The secret is give, 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 give. <laughs> give, 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 yeah, yeah, brilliant. So so the sales process, it's not it's not 10 minutes that should be tacked on to the end of the treatment. It starts with the consultation and asking those questions. And it runs all the way through the treatment, all the way through every treatment that you have with the client. And and it's about caring about them, giving that information and advice without expecting anything, yeah. but then making that suggestion, making that, that, that solution sale at the end. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So you said you were going to go a bit more into detail on the, on the, is it the law of reciprocation you said? Yes. Well, okay. So um, with reference to the law of reciprocation, if you take, for example, how the psychology of well, pretty much the entire world works today, um, and that is, you, you think about the, um, some of the biggest websites in the world. You've got Facebook, okay, mm-hmm. um, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Google, um, Snapchat. The list goes on and on. And I want to ask your listeners today, um, as a, on a personal level, not on a business level, but on a personal level, um, how much money have you given Facebook <laughs> over the years? And you know, how much money have you given Twitter or Instagram? And the answer is um, nothing. <laughs> yeah. be nothing. You know, I have a Facebook page, and of course I sponsor some links and um, I, I boost some posts, mm-hmm. but that's a business thing. Yeah. On a personal level, over the years, I've used Facebook every single day and Facebook has never called me and said, hey, Pete, listen, you've been using our website. <laughs> um, you need to spend some money on um, it. They just have give, they've, you know, they give, give, give. And therefore, um, in return, I've given all of my details. <laughs> I've given my, you know, they know where I live. Uh, Facebook yeah. knows, um, you know, how to market to me. And the list goes on and on. And so we're very accustomed um, in today's you know, kind of psychology um, that this law of reciprocation is very powerful. We're willing to give so much in return if we feel that we're given without an expectation of return. Right. And um, it's the same, especially when, when selling retail. The, the, if you want to play the game, and it really is a game, if you want to play the game of competing with the supermarkets or competing with the TV um, the TV ads or um, uh, the, the suppliers directly, um, you know, um, it, you, it's a game you're never going to win because, you know, they've got millions and millions of pounds that they can put into advertising. And by competing directly with them, it becomes a price war. And of course, your clientele is going to say, look, I can get this cheaper down the road. But if you can become an expert, and remember, people do not buy from employees, they buy from experts. So right. if you can become an expert, and you know, not just focus on how do I be the best therapist or stylist in my salon or spa. Actually, how do I be the mo- you know how do I be the best skincare specialist in my town? And then you can take it to the next level and say, how can I be the best skincare specialist or therapist in my county, <laughs> or how can I be the best in the industry? And then just start learning and saying, right, let me keep learning every day, even if I learn ten minutes about great skincare or ten minutes a day about how to have great nails. And then impart that knowledge onto your clients and just give that in your consultations. Mm. Again, without link, you still, I'm still not talking about products, by the way. I'm not saying that you need to know the active ingredients and the features and the benefits. It's, it's more so about being an expert. When we feel that we are in the hands of an expert, um, 
you know, like a doctor or a dentist. Um, do we question the price? Of course not. We probably should some of the time. Um, but, you know, very quick example here, Adam. I went to my dentist for a checkup and uh, she looked at my teeth and um, she said, oh, you need a root canal, which was lovely. Yep. Uh, and she said, you need two fillings on this side. I walked out and I'd spent over £1,500. And that morning I was complaining about money. <laughs> because I completely know, like, and most importantly, trust my dentist. I view her as an expert. She never has doubt, by the way. We talk all the time about that you need to believe in yourself. But a belief can be broken. I much prefer you need to have certainty. So you need – my dentist is – she doesn't believe she's a good dentist. She has certainty. Right. So when she communicates with me, I hear in her tone of voice that, wow. And what she'll do as well, which I really like, she'll um, actually sit me down and go, look, you need a root canal. Let me show you why. And she'll get a diagram and start drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm laying on – I can't even talk. <laughs> <laughs> laying on the dentist chair. And I'm thinking, wow, she's she's teaching me what's going on. Yep. Um, and they're teaching why I need to have this, not just telling me what it is and, and how much it is. Yeah. Um, Yeah, techniques are very focused around the how and the what. People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Um, That makes a big difference. And it it was there in in what you said just a second ago. You're focusing on becoming the best skincare expert, not the best salesperson, the best expert. Now, that's that's fantastic. So so that's some brilliant advice. Now, my only kind of other question, the the sort of separate one that came out, which is, again, to do with price, but I think you've pretty much already answered there. and this was this was definitely phrased in the form of a question. It was, my clients tell me they like the products I offer, but they are just too expensive. How can I deal with this? And is price really the problem? Uh, I think I know what you're going to say, but what, what would you, what would your answer to that be? Okay, so I'm going to say it as it is. Price is never an objection. Right. How many times for the listeners today? How many times have you um, been moaning about money, but then the next thing you've you know. Um, uh, you've gone and spent, you know, two hundred quid on a tax bill, or, or or whatever it is. You've, you know, as I've given the example of the dentist already. Um, the the truth is, pe- people will say it's too expensive. And I'll share an example that I put on my Facebook page just about an hour ago. Actually, um, the example is this: is that um, when I was managing, um, I had a therapist who brought her client to the reception, and she couldn't close um, the sale on a twenty five pound um, skincare product. And so, you know, I, I, I basically asked the, the client directly because I was standing at reception. And I said to the client directly, I said, Look, I said, you know, why don't you want to take this product today? What, what's your reasons? Do you mind if I ask? And, um, and she actually gave the answer that, uh, you know what, it's not that I don't want a solution. People do want better skin. They do want better, um, you know, uh, better nails or they want better wellness. They want that. But what she was saying, it was too much. The price objection was for that product. It was, she said, basically, it's too much for this product. Okay. And I thought to myself, this is really interesting. And this, um, so I said, it's £25 is too much for this product. And the truth is, is that the client knew that one cream, I don't remember what what type of cream it was now, one cream is not going to fix her skin. And I kid you not, Adam, within around eight or nine minutes of actually listening to what you know, she really needed and wanted, um, she agreed to walk away with a £600 skincare full solution. Wow. And just 10 minutes before, she said a £25 um, cream was too expensive. 
Price is never the issue. It really isn't. We've all spent things. We've all, you know, we've all spent money on things that you know we thought we couldn't afford. Um, but the truth is, though, is that a lot of the time we're actually giving the wrong solution to our clients. We're trying to sell them things that won't make a difference. We're trying to sell one-off products and saying, "Look, it comes in the box. Um, have a, <laughs> have a te- you know, have a tester. You know, all that stuff." By the way, um, when I train retail sales. Um, one of the areas that I train is that you never actually, to do these 600 pound programs, um, and I'm talking about client after client after client, um, even up to a thousand pound programs, you do not actually need to even show the products that you're selling. What you do is you sell the solution. You say, look, you know, um, let's get to the root of the issue. What is it that you want? Do you want great skin for the next six months or the rest of your life? Do you want um, to improve your wellness or detox your body. The list is endless, depending on you fill in the blank. Um, the, the client will say, yeah, of course. Okay, in that case, you've got two choices. You can either relax today and have a wonderful one-off treatment, or I can educate you and inform you about what you can do um, to achieve that better skin in the long run or achieve that um, that better wellness. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and then it goes from there. <laughs> Sorry, I can go on about this forever. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I'm just going to ask you on so on that that particular example you gave there, where where you obviously asked more questions, you got to the root of the problem, and, and this client took away 600 uh, yeah. pounds worth of product. What kind of questions were you asking there, or, or was it just the sort of the digging deeper generally? Well, it's just it's just actually about genuinely caring, and okay. I'm not saying we don't care, but in that moment, I tell you what happens when it comes to retail sales is that we kind of go into the selfish mode. And we start thinking about, I've got it, I've got a retail because my manager told me I only yeah. did my target this month. Um, but I've just got, to, you know, I was, I feel very fortunate because um, at a young age, I was able to get to a point in which um, I really didn't, uh, I really didn't care if the client took the products or not. I just mm-hmm. actually wanted to help them. Yeah. Um, and when you have that complete intention, like I, I'm going to, and I wasn't even thinking about, oh, I need to put this, I need to link this to a 600 pound program. I just listened and said, you know, and one of the main questions, I guess, you know, as a, as a technique, you can say, not I like to use the word technique, is how long have you been trying to improve your skin or, or your body? When you talk in terms of duration, it changes the whole perception, you know, and, and then, you know, because you can say to the client, look, if you've been struggling for five minutes, chances are we can fix it in five minutes. <laughs> okay. I'll laugh and go, no, I've been struggling with this for years, <laughs> if they're problem aware. You go, okay, well, you know, we can do the one-off treatment today and uh, help you initially, or we can look at something more long-term. What would you prefer? The client every time will say, actually, no, I'd like to look at this long-term. But then the, the secret here is not then to jump straight to, well, I've got this program. It, it, <laughs> this, you've got this box with this product in and this box with another product in. It doesn't work that way. You know, talk from the heart. Um, be an expert. Don't just advise on the product that is required. Advise on the overall solution. And a little bit of what you're really selling is actually the lifestyle. Um, uh, you're not just selling. Well, you definitely you, you're not selling the product. The product is merely a vehicle. It's a great vehicle, mm-hmm. but it's merely a vehicle to get to the destination of um, of the goals that or, or needs that your client has. Excellent, excellent. So, just to summarise, care about your clients. Offer advice before even trying to sell anything. Yeah. Um, take a client who's pre-problem aware. Tell yeah. them the problem to make them problem aware. Sell then, the problem more than you sell the solution. Sell the problem more than you sell the solution. Then they become solution aware. Yeah. Give them takeaway tips that they can use at home. Drink more water, those kind of things. And then ask them the questions to 
take them towards uh, a sale itself. But you don't even need to show the products. Absolutely. And also as well, please do not just sell one product at, at a time. Um, you know, I've got too many products from over the years. Um, and I'm sure, you know, I went to actually to my family's house over Christmas and my parents' house over Christmas. And I went into my, I made the mistake of going into my mum's bathroom. And, and it was full of products that she doesn't use because she would buy one product here and there. And I said, mum, do you actually use any of these? No, you know, it's not about selling one-off products. And that's why people are now saying no to these things because why would you buy something that isn't truly going to fix a problem? People want a problem fixed. Right, and in order yeah. to do that, they need a full solution. Gotcha. Amazing. Thank you very much. I think that brings us to a, a, a brilliant point to wrap up this part of, of the podcast. Um, there's loads of stuff to take away there. Um, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of comments and questions and, and things um, on this episode. And if you do want to do that, if you want to ask any other questions, if you want to give us your, your feedback and your comments, you can go to uh, the website, which is www.beautybusinesspodcast.com um, find this episode and there'll be a comment section on that page where you can answer those and I, I always try to read all of those and, and uh, come back to you on those and, and maybe if we get some more questions I can contact Pete again and, and get you some, some other answers and feedback so thank you again Peter for that thank you now at this point in the show um, I'd like to ask each guest that comes on um, three questions which I hope will give listeners a bit more of an insight into their business past and show that even for some of the most successful people in our industry, things things don't always go to plan. Things aren't always smooth sailing. So I don't want you to think too hard about them. Um, just kind of whatever pops into your head first is usually the most interesting uh, answer. So if you're okay with that, is that okay? Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> cool. So question one, what do you wish you had known when you started out in the industry? Very good question. Um <laughs> It's not about product knowledge. <laughs> it's okay. about people knowledge. Okay. The more you can work on your people skills, um, your emotional intelligence, your ability to get along with people, um, the more that you can be an influence and an inspiration to people. And that comes down to your body language. It comes down to your mindset. Um, uh, if I'd have known this at the beginning, because when I first started, um, as you already know, I've said in this in this uh, interview that um, I was I was so bad at what I did, and all the all the training I was getting was that you know you don't know the products, you don't know this, you don't know that, and um, because even though I didn't work as a therapist, I still sold retail products from the spa and thousands and thousands of pounds worth as well. Mm -hmm. um, well, at the beginning, I didn't sell any, <laughs> um, and you know you get these very intelligent. Um, you get these very intelligent therapists who have all the product knowledge in the world. Um, so I'm trying to link this answer as well, Adam, to obviously the kind of overall topic of today. Sure. Um, but yeah, just just you know, it, it's it's really not uh, you know about being the most intelligent person. You need to be an expert, absolutely. Mm. But you you know, be an expert in people. That is fundamental. Um, and and that's allowed me now to build my business to where it is by just continually learning and being interested and. Um, curious about what makes people tick you know what books can I read on mindset and you know influence and stuff like that yes yeah, that would be great to know at the beginning there's a uh, just on that topic uh, there's a book I read I think earlier in this year and I think everyone still has this this perception of selling being being a little bit you know it's kind of it has a reputation of a bit sleazy a bit kind of sales pitchy or that kind of thing and there was yeah. a book i read earlier in the year by uh, an author called daniel pink and it was called to sell is human and it completely changed my view on on selling to the point of where 
you know, I, I no longer think of it as this sleazy thing. There are those practices that go on in certain professions and things, but but yeah. it is to sell is human. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. That's great. And so just to add to that very quickly, yeah. Um, it, I want to just make an. This is a a practical what not to do. Okay, great. <laughs> if you find yourself holding a product in your hand, or you've got products on a clipboard, and you are sitting or standing with your client, and you're talking them through holding up each product, stop. (laughs) You need to stop right now. You are no longer selling through your emotional intelligence or influencing in a positive way. What you're doing is making your client feel like, oh my goodness, they're trying to sell me something. Here comes a sales pitch. Yeah. Um, and you know, just really to emphasize what you're saying there, Adam, it is a, it's the human factor that sells. Um, you know, I actually um, looked over the years of, um, uh, I'm not saying this to impress anyone, it's to impress upon people. Um, I've actually sold over $1.2 million dollars um, so what's that about 700,000 pounds yep. of retail products myself wow. um, and that's because I sometimes go in and, and do some selling with my clients um, to the clients and never once have I shown a product never never wow never I sell the solution and then the products will all be put into a bag for that client at either the time if it's you know only if, say 100 200 quid solution um, it can be put together there and then but a lot of the time if it's a big solution say a thousand pound you know, I'll say you need to come back in in two days and we'll put that together for you. We need to, you know, you may just need to go to your stock cupboard and put those <laughs> products together. But actually, you know, you've got to make it feel like, you know, people are spending a thousand pounds. You know, I'll, I'll have that ready for you in two days. We need to get that prepared. Amazing. And that actually allows you to speed up the process, by the way. Um, you can sell a thousand pound solutions over and over again. Um, but even if it's not a thousand pounds, imagine if you could increase your, um, your retail by 50 quid per client. It would make all the difference, right? I think you would, absolutely. So question number two, um, would you have done anything differently in your career? Uh, the famous question, right? Uh, the answer is no, um, because I, I firmly believe that um, everything makes you who you are today. Um, and I, I think I think one of the dangers of saying if I'd have done something differently, um, it may miss a lesson that I you know, could have been fundamental for um, for who I've become today, and I quite like who I am today. Cool. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, I'm not perfect by any means, but you know, I think I'm all right. <laughs> um, but overall, though, um, I, I think it's about taking um, from every single experience, um, from the good times. You know, ride that wave. Say what was great about this. You know, how did I behave that made it great? Um, but in those difficult times, they're, they're really, you know, they really are teachers. Um, but if we if we don't actually, if we kind of a negative. And we, we, we don't take the lesson. We're not open to taking the lesson from it. We'll end up only repeating that problem again and again. Um, so, yeah, the short answer, I wouldn't change a thing. Fantastic. I like that. I do like that answer. And finally, has there been a single significant event that you kind of attribute where you are today? It, it's it's I, I think, you know, it's like that whole thing of like an overnight success. It takes me. <laughs> there, there's no single thing that I can you know, um, uh, kind of answer right now. Um, but what I will say is kind of an, um, an event that went on for a little while um, was right at the beginning of my career and it was being absolutely terrible <laughs> at retail sales. Again, leaking back. Um, and, and I think this is why I'm so passionate about the information that I share. Um, well, one of the reasons is that I know that it gets results. The, yeah. the, the, the companies I work with, that we see, inc- and we're not just talking small improvements, we're talking dramatic improvements in their performance. Um, but being so bad um, showed me that 
anybody can improve their retail if they want to, um, because I was able to do it. Um, And I was literally the worst of the worst. Uh, (laughs) I remember doing like six pounds of retail products in a whole month before. (laughs) Just awful. Like, and that was only because somebody walked in and said, I want to buy whatever it was. (laughs) Some cheap oil that we had. Um, But, you know, it's, it's, it's going through that being the worst of the worst. I was told um, that I was useless. I remember having a manager who told me I was useless, pathetic, I started writing it down actually one day and he went, what are you doing? I went, I'm just writing down what you think of me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, I I just remember these things so clearly, like, you know, and it created such a fire inside of me. And I was like, I've got to turn this around because I I don't want to be this failure. Um, And then, you know, I just committed to learning um, and and making a difference. And I've never really stopped since then. So now when I work with any spa salon, um uh, therapist you know I, I remember going to um, one of my clients actually for kind of a first visit and the manager told me that oh this particular therapist um you know she's she's she didn't say waste of space but she may as well have done right and and i remember going just give her a chance and i remember that particular therapist i like sat down with one-to-one and i was like look you know anybody can turn this around and she did and that for me that's the real successes that we get um, but yeah, most significant event is, is is not about the successes. It's actually about the struggles that you know um, that I had at the beginning, and um, that gave me the determination to do what I do now. So learn from your struggles. Great. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that, Pete. Um, really, really appreciate your time today. Thank now, you. we're we're actually recording this episode um, on a on a sort of sunny-ish day in in December. It's actually it's actually New Year's Eve today. Um, but this podcast won't be going out until middle of January. So I thought I'd just ask you, what what have you got coming up business-wise in 2016? Um, lots of things. Two major projects on right now. Um, and uh, yeah, are you happy for me to say them on the podcast? Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Right, yeah. So um, <clears throat> the first one is um, the yearly event, which is actually now the fastest growing inspirational event for um, spa salon owners, managers, therapists in the industry. Um, it's called Spa Business Bootcamp. I started this two years ago. We had 35 people attend. Uh, we had a great day. Um, this year we had 77. And now we have a, a 933 seater theater booked. Wow. Um, which is amazing. <laughs> um, will we fill it? I don't know. Um, but we're taking massive action. We're doing everything we can. But this is about sharing the right skills that that um, you know that help therapists, stylists, the list goes on, anybody in the industry um, to be more successful in their business or career. So that's the major event. It's February the 8th. Um, tickets are available. Um, www.sparbusinessbootcamp.com. You can find out all about it there. Um, so that's the, the, the number one thing. Okay. Um, well, not num- well, not in any particular order. But the second thing, Adam, is that in the background, and I'm only sharing this now publicly, this is the first time. Oh, um, an exclusive. An exclusive, yeah, wow. absolutely. Um, I, over the last 18 months, um, myself and my business partner, we have been building an entire online um, solution academy with all the top, who I believe are the top experts in the industry, sharing skills from, of course, retail sales, um, to leadership, to we even have a, an accountant who talks people through their budgeting. It's a whole social media site as well. And um, the site will be 95% free for people to come and enjoy um, and, and learn from. They can learn every single day on that site. There's instant chat. You can have friends, build your profile. Um, the, the list is pretty long. Right. Uh, again, that's why it's taken 18 months to build. Okay. Um, but um, 
yeah, that's going to be launched throughout January. We're, we're launching to select groups um, just because, of course, we are we don't want to launch the whole world. Mm-hmm. Have um, you know the the problem of thousands of people joining, which is a problem to have. <laughs> yeah, but actually, it's not when launching this type of thing. No. Uh, so we're launching to fifty to one hundred people at a time throughout okay. January, and then as of February, that will be available um, internationally. And so, advise anybody and everybody. Um, within the industry to go there, build your profile, start interacting, start networking. Um, there'll be tons and tons and tons of uh, resources for you there. Can you tell us the the website name yet, or is? Uh, I yeah, I, do you know what I can? It's www.sparbeautysuccess.com. First time I've said it out loud um, in public. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. There you go. World exclusive. Thank you, Adam. Okay, so. Um, now, I was, I was going to say, if people want to find out more about you, Pete, uh, or get in touch with you, what are the best places to do that? But I guess, I guess would that be through that website or is there someone else, somewhere well, else that... Uh... Right, if they want to right now, um, go to my um, Facebook page. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very active um, uh, group over there. Um, it's Spa Sales Success. And... Spa Sales Success. That's facebook.com forward slash Spa yeah. Sales Success. And um, with reference to that page, talking about the law of reciprocation, how I've built my business. And by the way, my first training day ever that I held in London, I booked quite a large um, venue. I was overconfident, I guess. <laughs> and um, I just had, you know, when, when when people are pre-aware, they didn't even know that I existed. Because it's not about who you know, it's who knows you, right? Sure. Um, and um, I had just two people <laughs> at wow. um, that event. And now, you know, I feel very... Uh, very grateful, very appreciative that just a few years later, I'm working with thousands of therapists, um, managers around the world, um, and that I'm I'm just about to fly out to Dubai actually to go to Professional Beauty and speak out there. Um, and um, and most of that has been built from the Facebook page. And by the way, the only reason why it's been built, um, I believe, is because every single day I give information, I give knowledge, and I share. If I learn something, I share it with my group, and I'm not asking for a sale at the end of that. You know, sharing. Um, so yeah, so go to Spa Sales Success, and uh, if you want to improve your retail, you you know there is stacks of um, videos there that I've posted over the last few years to you know comments and articles and blogs and all sorts of things. Awesome, thank you. So thank you again. Really appreciate your time today, and and uh, check out those those resources that Pete's just mentioned, and I wish you all the best with those. Um, Maybe, maybe if we get a good response, we'll get you back on here at some point in the future and, uh, and we'll discuss something else. So uh, again, thank you, Peter. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate it as well. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Okay, folks. So there you have it. Some incredible information there, including many things to think about, as well as a fantastic, simple framework to help you and your team sell more product in a healthier way and to help your clients in 2016 and beyond please do feel free to listen again to the show. But if you go to the show notes pages on the website, you'll be able to find a rundown of the points that Pete covered in today's episode, as well as any links and other information mentioned. Plus, I've put together a handy one-page breakdown of the awareness framework for sales that Pete talked about in this episode. You can find the show notes at www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode four. And also on the show notes pages, you'll find links to the new website that Pete is launching that he exclusively announced here on this show. Now, at the beginning of the show, I mentioned a free giveaway that I would announce towards the end. And to celebrate the launch week of the Beauty Business Podcast, I wanted to say a really big thank you to all you early listeners. And what better way to do that than to give something back to you? 
I wanted to give away something that would tie in with the show and really help you to make 2016 an amazing year in your business. I thought long and hard about what to give away and then it hit me. What better prize than a VIP ticket to the Spa Business Bootcamp that Pete is running in February? With a VIP ticket, you will get admission to the event, an upgraded goodie bag, the best seats in the house, access to a private VIP lounge, fast pass registration and free tea and coffee throughout the whole day. But that is not all. I mentioned to Catherine Treble from episode two that I would like to have a special giveaway and Catherine very kindly has offered a place on her brand new course, 30 Days to Facebook Mastery, which will help you to master the art of using Facebook to promote your business and products and how to turn your Facebook audience into real life paying customers. And if that wasn't enough, I'm also giving away a very special copy of Susan Routledge's book, The Little Book of Client Retention. Why is it special? Well, because it's my very own personal copy. The book is currently out of print and you can't even get it on Amazon right now. So this is one of the only places you can get hold of it. Together, these prices are valued at over £400, around $700, but they could transform your business and be worth 5, 10 or even 100 times more than that to you in the future. To enter the giveaway, all you need to do is go to www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash launch and all the details you need are on there. Now, I want as many people as possible to take part in the giveaway. So if you want more chances to win the prize, then all you have to do is share the giveaway details via social media and you'll get three extra chances to win for each share you make. All the details are on the giveaway page itself. I wish you all the very best of luck. If you do have any questions, comments or feedback regarding today's show, I encourage you to share them. Please use the comment section on the show notes pages just scroll down to the bottom and you'll find it there. Or you can email me at adam at beautybusinesspodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate you taking the time to find, download and listen to the show. Don't forget to enter the competition, which is at www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash launch. If you did find value in the show today, please head over to iTunes, search for the show and leave a five-star rating and or review. It only takes a couple of seconds and this not only helps me to know that what I'm doing here is useful to you, but by leaving that review, it helps other salon and spa owners and managers find the show so I can help even more people struggling with the questions and issues involved with working in the health and beauty industry these days. So, that brings us to the end of launch week for the Beauty Business Podcast. It's taken a lot of work to get here, but I've thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it. I hope you have been enjoying the show so far. Remember that this is your show. Do send in any questions, issues or struggles you are having in your business today. Or even if you have a great idea for a show or would like to share success or expertise that you have, please do get in touch. I look forward to bringing you the next episode, which will be available in a couple of weeks time. It's going to be a good one, but for now, I shall say goodbye. Until next time. <laughs>